Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Monday, February 12th. On today's show, the tax omnibus clears the Finance Committee and heads to the Senate floor, while mainland China faces a shortage of green finance expertise. Plus, corporate America is delivering strong financial results. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a significant development in the Senate Tax, Business, and Transportation Committee, which has given the green light to a tax omnibus bill, HB 252. This bill encompasses a variety of tax changes, including alterations to income tax brackets, energy storage tax deductions, and corporate income tax. Here, to delve deeper into this, is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you give us an overview of what this bill entails? Hmm. Certainly, David. The bill aims to update tax brackets without increasing taxes and with additional tax credits. It introduces a sixth personal income tax bracket designed to increase progressivity for working families. The tax cuts are specifically targeted at these working families. The bill also includes an amendment that adds tax credits and increases to some tax credits. Could you elaborate on these tax credits? Sure. The amendment includes a variety of tax credits. For instance, it introduces the Special Needs Adopted Child Tax Credit and provides an income tax deduction for school supplies purchased by public school teachers. It also extends the geothermal ground-coupled heat pump tax credits and increases the annual aggregate cap for each credit. Additionally, it creates the Clean Car Income Tax Credit and several gross receipts tax credits, including one for legal services for wildfire recovery. That's quite a comprehensive list. How was the bill received in the committee? Both the amendment and the bill were approved on a six-to-one vote. The sole vote against came from Senator Leo Jaramillo. He explained that his vote was due to a change in the way the Hermit's Peak Calf Canyon Fire Recovery Tax Credit was handled. He felt that the tax credit, which would have allowed victims to claim state GRT, would have been too complicated and potentially detrimental to local communities. What's the next step for this bill? The bill now moves to the Senate floor. If it passes the Senate with the amendments intact, it will need to return to the House to address changes made by the committee. We'll certainly keep an eye on its progress. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. In related news, China is facing a severe shortage of finance professionals with expertise in environmental, social, and governance, or ESG, issues. This comes at a time when the demand for such professionals is surging due to a boom in sustainable investing. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about this situation? Certainly, David. According to a report by the CFA Institute, China is struggling to develop ESG analysts, strategists, and executives to meet the rapidly expanding demand in the finance market. The Institute suggests that the government, enterprises, and universities should collaborate to build a structured and standardized system for cultivating ESG talent. What's the current state of ESG professionals in China? Well, even those who are currently in ESG-related jobs lack the necessary expertise. The CFA Institute found that 60% of ESG professionals have received no relevant training. Furthermore, fewer than 10% of ESG professionals in mainland China hold at least one ESG-related qualification or accreditation. So there's a clear gap in the market. 
But how is the demand for ESG professionals? The demand is surging. Between May 2022 and April 2023, the number of active ESG-related job postings in China increased by 64.5% compared to the previous year. The number of applicants increased by more than 150% during that period, attracted by salaries that are 30% higher than those for average financial jobs. And how does this shortage of ESG talent impact China's sustainable finance market? The shortage of ESG talent could slow down the growth of China's sustainable finance market, which could more than quadruple to 70 trillion yuan by 2031, according to Swiss investment bank UBS. To catch up with global peers and accelerate its transition towards a low-carbon economy, China is introducing stricter ESG disclosure rules. But without enough ESG experts, this transition could be challenging. What steps are being recommended to address this shortage? The CFA Institute suggests that the government should establish ESG, green finance, and sustainable finance development guidelines and clarify the standards for practitioners. They also recommend introducing more qualification and degree certificates. Universities are encouraged to accelerate the construction of ESG finance-related courses, and professional organizations should integrate all parties' team. Strengths to accelerate the implementation of vocational education and training. Thanks for the insights, Bella. Now, shifting gears to the equity markets, last week showed a mixed performance, with the S&P 500 index rising by 1.4% and reaching a record high, surpassing the significant milestone of 5,000 for the first time in history. Several factors contributed to this positive momentum, including robust economic data, expectations of an impending easing cycle by central banks, and strong earnings results. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about the factors that contributed to this positive momentum? Certainly, David. The recent weeks have seen robust economic data, which has been a positive influence. There's also been a persistent expectation of an impending easing cycle by central banks. Additionally, we've seen consistently strong earnings results. All these factors have collectively bolstered investor confidence in the equity markets. And how has the earnings season been so far? The earnings season has been promising and has contributed to maintaining market stability. With approximately 70% of the S&P 500 companies having reported their Q4 results, an impressive 80% have exceeded earnings expectations. This performance surpasses the typical longer-term average of around two-thirds or even the mid-70% range. What about the annual CPI revisions from the BLS? How did they impact the market? The annual CPI revisions from the BLS were highly anticipated, with Fed officials like Jerome Powell and Chris Waller highlighting their importance for monetary policy decisions. However, the revisions turned out to be anticlimactic, just the way Fed policymakers wanted. The revisions confirmed that inflation had moderated as anticipated, which was a relief for the markets. The S&P index has surpassed the 5,000 mark, which is 800 points beyond the most pessimistic Wall Street forecast for the end of 2024. What does this mean for the market? The S&P index surpassing the 5,000 mark indicates that the market is performing better than even the most pessimistic forecasts. This suggests that historical models may no longer be applicable in this market. Despite widespread skepticism, stock prices continue to rise, nearing some of Wall Street's more optimistic year-end targets. 
Let's shift gears a bit and talk about the Forex markets. How is the yen performing? On Friday, the yen found some stability at weaker levels following a sharp sell-off, resulting in U.S. JPY reaching a new year-to-date high. Japan's finance minister Suzuki has emphasized the importance of stable FX movements that reflect underlying fundamentals, suggesting that recent yen weakness is raising concerns among domestic policymakers. What about the oil markets? How are they faring? Oil futures experienced a relatively flat trading session for most of Friday. However, they saw a bid in the afternoon U.S. session due to concerns arising from weekend headlines. The latest rally was triggered by the U.S. Treasury's announcement of renewed enforcement measures on Russian oil sales. Despite the building inventory in the United States and low refinery utilization, geopolitical incidents provided support to crude prices. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Now, let's shift our focus to Jana Small Finance Bank, a Bengaluru-based non-banking finance company, which is expected to announce the allotment status of its initial public offering, or IPO, today. The shares of Jana Small Finance Bank were subscribed 18.5 times and are expected to be listed on the stock exchanges on February 14th. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Abby, can you tell us more about this IPO and its significance? Certainly, David. Jana Small Finance Bank provides MSME loans, housing loans, and term loans. Its IPO opened on February 7th and closed on February 9th with a price band of 393 to 414 per share. On the last day, the IPO was subscribed 18.5 times, receiving bids for 18.72 crore equity shares against 1.01 crore shares on offer. That's quite a response. Can you break down the subscription details for us? Yes, the qualified institutional buyer portion was subscribed 38.75 times, while the non-institutional investors portion was subscribed 25.05 times. The retail portion also saw good participation and was subscribed 5.46 times. The employee portion was subscribed 1.95 times. What about the gray market premium? The shares of Jana Small Finance Bank are currently commanding a gray market premium of 50 per share. Gray market premium is the premium at which IPO shares are traded in an unofficial market before they are listed on the stock exchanges. And how can investors check the IPO's allotment status? Investors can check the allotment status on the registrar's website. They need to select Jana Small Finance Bank, enter their PAN, application number, DP client ID or account number IFSC, enter the CAPTCHA, and then click on Submit. They can also check the allotment status on the BSE and NSE websites. When can we expect the shares of Jana Small Finance Bank to be listed on the stock exchanges? The shares of Jana Small Finance Bank are expected to be listed on the stock exchanges on February 14th. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks, Abby. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.